0: everybody welcome to two nuts in a pod i'm lizzie
1: and i'm emory
0: and today we have a solo episode no boom, special boom. guest no <laughs> special guest we're not special just a couple of unspecial people here
1: just a couple of unspecial losers over here yeah no special guest today which is unfortunate but it's okay we don't really get to do a lot of just solo episodes just us two
0: yeah yeah and uh I feel like today I'm, like, a little hungover, so it's good that I don't have to entertain I guess. Yeah, guest.
1: and talk to them and, like, you know, have a like pleasant conversation <laughs> with them or whatever we have to talk this about. This conversation
0: is going to be really unpleasant. <laughs> Get ready for it, guys. It's going to be terrible.
1: Hear about all their crap in their life. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Nope, we can just totally navel gaze for this one. It's all about us.
1: <laughs> yeah, finally. <laughs> Uh, first of all, introducing our show, Two Nuts in a Pod. You can find it on 106.5 Forward Radio. You can also find us on forwardradio.org. You can listen to us literally anytime. You can also find us on social media platforms, Facebook and Instagram. On Facebook, it's Two Nuts in a Pod with two spelled out, T-W-O. And on Instagram, it's Two Nuts and a Pod with the number two, because Instagram is so cool. And you can also listen to us on streaming services, Google Play, CastBox, Apple Podcasts, and soundcloud and then you can also email us at two nuts in a podcast at gmail.com email us anytime day or night and we'll try to respond as soon as we can one of our 35 interns will respond to you (laughs) 35
0: now all right each week it's gonna be more
1: (laughs) can't wait till it's like 400 interns (laughs) um and that's uh that's all i've got and they've got other items on here but i'm not going to listen read them because that's too much so yeah that's the business all right i'm done
0: now we can get to business i mean not business (laughs) we already did business now we can get to the actual first segment which is how are you for real you mean
1: like get down to business now we
0: can get down to business yeah Yeah. um so our first segment how are you for real this is where we want to hear how you are actually doing we're curious, you know, we want to actually talk about the things that are going well for us, the things that are going bad for us, we want the whole the whole mixed bag, everything, want yeah. all of it.
1: Yeah, we want we want every uh, feeling you have right now. So even if you're listening right now, like I can ask like how are you for real, listener, yeah. if you're listening through a streaming service through a streaming service, if you're listening online, if you're listening on the radio and you should say it out loud how you're feeling for real.
0: Yeah. Yeah, just talk to yourself. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, so you might be in your car. One, you're stopping in the middle of traffic to make a pledge, and two, you're just yelling how you feel. Right now. <laughs> We're giving
0: people a lot of like risky activities <laughs> to do while they're driving. I'm angry.
1: <laughs> uh, so, uh, so yeah, Lizzie, how are you for real?
0: I am a little sad. Um, I had to put down one of our kitties yesterday, Piper. She's been dealing with suffering from cancer for several months, and she had just deteriorated a lot. Um, So we had to put her down, but we actually had somebody come to the house to do it, which was really nice because we didn't have to, like, traumatize her by taking her to the vet. And I got to hold her the whole time. It felt very, like... The person who did it was just really good at explaining every step of the way and just felt much more organic than going to the vet to do it. So I highly recommend that, especially if you've got, like, a sensitive animal that just hates going to the vet, you know, not making that their last life experience. Um, But, yeah, I had to put Piper down, and that was hard. Um, But... I did get to see a lot of friends yesterday. I decided, you know, I can stay at home in my grief bubble and just cry all day. But I'd already cried a lot. And I was like, oh, I think I'm cried out for a while. I think I'm good. Uh, So instead, just like went out and spent the day with friends. We went, just hung out on a bunch of patios. It was a gorgeous day yesterday. Um, And... I got to play a little ping pong at Garage Bar. My husband, Seth, beat me, but he didn't beat me too badly. And he didn't play down to me, which is a big deal for me. Like, I have to... One time, Seth played down to me, and I got really mad at him. I'm mm-hmm. like, don't you dare. I want to compete. Um, so that was good. We got to bring our doggo out and went to this dog park bar called PG&J's. Is that what it is? I think that's what it is. Um, Really fun. So it ended up being kind of a positive day, even though it started out with that really sad experience. It was good to see friends and just kind of be out in the sunshine. So today I'm just feeling like a little bit tired from, you know, it's just been a weekend. It's been a lot. But yeah, overall... I'm, I'm doing okay. I'm, I'm still getting my meds under control. That's been just the story of my life. Uh, but switching back to some meds that helped me in the past, so I'm feeling good about that. And, you know, still doing therapy. Therapy is hard. I've mm-hmm. come to that realization lately, that I'm like, I always thought of therapy as like being something that would be like soothing and make me feel good and it's not always that like sometimes yeah. it's just hard work. And I recently, I told my therapist I was going to switch to every other week instead of every week, just because every week was getting so intense. I'm like, I'm tired of doing all this work, <laughs> you know, like all of this internal work when I'm just still not feeling like my brain chemicals are super stabilized. I kind of still feel like I'm just all over the place. Um, with my anxiety and my depression um, just still being a lot higher than I would like them to be. Mm. And it, I, I've found that the therapy is like just getting a little bit repetitive too. It's like, okay, I know, I know the things I need to change, but change is really hard. <laughs> yeah. So it kind of comes down to that. Every therapy session is like, okay, I know what all my things are. Like, I know that I have these issues, but I'm just trying to take baby steps to change them, and it's kind of discouraging every week to kind of have to, you know, see how little change can actually happen from week to week. You know, it's so incremental Mm -hmm. that I figured maybe if I go every other week, I'll, I'll have a little more successes to talk about when I show up in therapy instead of feeling like I'm just always in therapy. I don't know. You do weekly, right?
1: Yeah, I do. I do weekly therapy. Uh, It's been virtual for the past year. And I find it pretty beneficial. Most of the time, I feel pretty good afterwards, because me, it's like, so much of my struggles is just like bottling things up and not talking about them. Um, you know, just doing the old man thing where we just bottle up our emotions and never release them, mm. uh, unless we're angry. <laughs> so it's really good for there. So I just like, you know, barf out emotions and feelings and everything on my, uh, therapist. So, uh, God bless them. Uh, but yeah, I do, I do weekly therapy. And I think also the, the thing like people, I think the, uh, what word am I looking for here? Well, they basically think that like therapy is either one going to make me super happy and okay. Or they think it's just a place to talk about your feelings. And you know, both of those can happen and can be things, but like it's work too. Like, yeah. I mean, there's sometimes I, in therapy sessions, I'm like, whew, okay, I got a lot of stuff to do. We're like, okay, this is what I need to refocus on. Or this is how I need to reframe this. Like there's so many times with that. So I think, and that's, <clears throat> that's even like where I think, with especially with gender, like with with men being a little more reluctant to go to therapy, is like sometimes they may think it's just like talking about your feelings, and it's like no, 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 no. Like this is the stuff I do there is work. Like yeah, <laughs> it is not something that's easy. It's not something. Sometimes it's not fun at all. Um, sometimes I really don't want to do it because I'd rather just do something else and avoid that. Uh, so it's definitely work, and it definitely can you can kind of feel like crap sometimes afterwards. So
0: yeah because it's like you're you're really really getting to know like your deepest thoughts and like beliefs and behaviors. For me it's like just kind of learning how self-destructive some of my behaviors are and some of my ways of thinking are and that it's it's just so hard to move the needle on that stuff and it takes such a long time. And so it could just be discouraging to kind of feel like every week I'm just barely barely starting to move that needle towards where I want to go. Um, And I just, yeah, there's just so much stuff I have to work on. And I've been doing this ACT therapy. um, It's acceptance and commitment therapy where you kind of, you're working on kind of mindfully accepting the all of the emotions you have, like even the negative ones that we tend to want to like avoid or turn away from. I'm very good at avoiding the bad feelings. Um, I've found out about myself. So I'm not very good at sitting with those feelings. So this is kind of like, you know, you're learning to accept those feelings and, and sit with them um, so that you can actually do things that, You can behave in ways that match your values. It's big about, like, defining your values and then acting towards those rather than letting your emotions kind of drive the car all the time. So, yeah, it's just hard. It's hard work. But um, I think it's helping. Um, I'm hoping, too, that now that the sun is out, it really did feel good to just... I felt my happy chemicals going up just being in the sun all day yesterday. Mm -hmm. I got a little bit of sunburn. I'm like.
1: Oh, yeah, a little pink.
0: Yeah, I got a little bit. And uh, so, yeah, I'm I'm still feeling like my party line is that I'm doing better. And even if I don't feel like I'm doing that much better, that I'm trying to notice the little ways that I am moving towards where I want to be.
1: Yeah, that's good. Well, yeah. And I, I'm sorry I forgot to, yeah, I forgot to ask you about uh, Piper yesterday. Uh, but yeah, so that's that's very difficult and very tough. Um, but I was I was glad to see you all yesterday. So I was I was there as well at a garage bar, playing ping pong. Um, I did see Seth, and we, <laughs> I was uh, with our friend Devin. We were we were actually commenting about it because Seth was kind of loud about like saying the score and it was like when you all first started it was like he was doing pretty well it was like four zero (laughs) five zero six zero it was like all right man like but i like the hearing that you were like don't play down to me so it's like that's good to hear because you're like man like he's he's really not like giving her any chance here just (laughs) like and then very confident when he says the score i kind of wonder if it would change if you were winning and he would be that confident with saying the score but uh but yeah, so we enjoyed that. And that was that was just nice because it was, you know, I'm, you know, kind of anti-sun and anti-summer, but it was actually really nice to be in the sun and you know, I went I went hiking yesterday. It was just like it felt it felt good to be out there with friends. Um and yeah, so you're there like and it's one of those things like You can stay at home. So I I commend you on that. You can stay at home and grieve in which you gave yourself time and space to grieve. But also you're like, okay, like maybe I should change settings and go do something else. Yeah. And I know that for people and individuals that struggle with depression or anxiety, um, panic attacks, anxiety attacks, it's hard to just like get up and go and just go do something else. Take yourself out of this spot and go do something else. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes it still pops up in your head like this really sad or crappy thought. But other than that, like, you know, you're spending time with people who care about you and you're doing something fun and having some drinks and relaxing and eating food and playing ping pong.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it was really nice. And yeah, I had too many drinks because story of my life. But (laughs) I said how I was good at avoiding feelings. That's one of my favorite ways to do it. (laughs) Thank you, alcohol. Um, But they always come back to haunt you. That's the thing about feelings. You, yeah. If you try to just get rid of them temporarily, they come back even stronger. So I was feeling a little bit of that this morning. But anyway, enough about me. Emery, how are you for real? I am
1: pretty content and spunky.
0: Spunky. I like when mm-hmm. you're spunky.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm a little spunky right now. Yeah, I, um, I think it was just it was a nice weekend and things are going pretty well in life. Like pre- things are pretty smooth. I did get the vaccine yesterday, Woo-hoo. so I was very excited for that. And that was just like, just such a huge relief. Like it was, it was amazing to get to, for my parents to get the vaccine, and they both received both shots, and they are good to go. Um, I've just received my first shot. I have the, I had the Pfizer shot, so I get one three weeks from now. Same time, same place i like that they had that already scheduled and planned out we had it i was at the african-american heritage center uh um, over in the west end of louisville and i uh, so i was like okay i already know where to go but i did the funny thing there was i showed up at 8 a.m because that's when i was emailed from work to show up at 8 a.m so i show up there nobody's there except people setting up tables and i was like oh like hey is this happening and they were like, oh, no, we're the marketing department for UofL. Like, we don't know. We just know to come back in nine. So I came back in nine, and then the line's like 150 people long.
0: Oh
1: gosh. <laughs> and the line went by very fast. So UofL Health and UofL did a great job. African-American Heritage Center, great location. Um, everybody was just moving along, doing a good job. So everything went well. And even the line, I was like, man, if I stayed here, I would have been first in line. But since I came back, because I was like, well, I guess I'll go home for a little bit. I came back and uh, there was a lot pretty long line, but got the vaccine, got my little card. And just, you know, that was why when I was getting tested so much, I've been tested 32 times. Um, so wow. I hope people driving the, after they've made the pledge, <laughs> they already stopped traffic to do that. I hope now they're just like, Oh my God. And they're so stunned. They have to pull over on the side of the road and be like 32 times. This guy's <laughs> been tested. Uh, I was just an adamant tester. So I got tested. A lot. I was like, you know, it's there. Might as well do it. And yeah, like, I, free. I want to see people. So like, I'm going to try to be safe as I can, but also like when I see them, like, Hey, like I've been tested, I'm safe. Uh, that alleviates my anxiety, reassures you, and just trying to be as safe as possible. So, yeah, I've been tested a lot. So, I finally got the vaccine. Feel really happy with that, and uh, yeah, I just feel like this is just, you know, you feel hopeful. And this past mm-hmm. year has been just a funk. Like, what the hell was that? And there was a lot of good moments I had from last year. You know, I got, I got, got my first tattoo. I got ployed my little cat. I got bought my first house, got a new job, like lots of exciting stuff, lots of transition, fun stuff. But it was also really hard. Like I couldn't see my parents like I usually see them. And, you know, those are my two favorite people. You know, I, a lot of people I really don't like, but I really like my parents. And Mm -hmm. so that's been tough. But, um, and just, just in life in general has been weird. And like, you know, I can never, my memory is kind of fading. Like I say things that happened. I'm like, that I think they happened last October, but they actually happened two Octobers ago, like October 2019 and on October 2020. like, oh, yeah, that did happen that long ago, so I guess I don't remember that. It's like we
0: lost a year.
1: Yeah, remember that party, and we did da-da-da-da-da, and um, I'm not going to say on air what we did, but it's like, (laughs) oh, yeah, that party was... Summer 2019, uh, not summer 2020. So I was just like, "Oh yeah," I was confused. So, and then last year, just like the civil unrest with the George Floyd and brianna Taylor protests, it just was. It was a lot. It was a lot. Really heavy here in Louisville, and things are, things are not great. They're not perfect, but they're getting better, and you feel a little more hopeful, and that that's really great for me. So overall, pretty content because I had a good weekend. I went on a hike yesterday. I hung out with friends. I came to Garage Bar with a Dairy Queen Blizzard, Mint Oreo. Uh, (laughs) So
0: wholesome.
1: Yeah, I am such a child. Uh, Mm -hmm. I go to a bar and have a a Mint Oreo Blizzard because it just, I mean, that's my thing. You know, I'm a sweet tooth guy and I didn't have a sip of alcohol, actually, I had the Oreo Blizzard and water. (laughs) And uh, just nice to see friends, did a lot of different things, went on a nice hike, went on a walk today with a friend. And that stuff has just really helped me just process everything and feel better. Uh, we got our fire pit up and running at my house. Brennan's Brennan's fantastic at getting all that organized and ready. And I just kind of learned from him um, and that process. And we're, we're actually buying – we bought lights, outdoor lights, to put around the fence Aww. to make it all, you know, romantic. And we have, like, a, a nice table and chairs that a friend gave us. So, like, you know, we got a little setup back there. I've had a couple fires. And going to have to invite you and Seth over. Um, by you, I'm talking about Lizzie. I'm not talking about you, the listener. I mean you, the <laughs> listener. You can come too if you want. Whatever, uh, just show up my door and be like, "Hey, you got a fire pit, right?" You invited uh, us. Um, so yeah, all of you are invited. So yeah, just pretty content with that. And then Spunky just feel like you know, you know, my my humor is is good. It's where I can like joke around a lot, be playful. Um, I find humor and a lot of different things so just like oh this is funny to me like or i can just it's easy to make me laugh when i'm like in this feeling and um so yeah just it feels really good to feel like that and i so i try to like think of like okay why am i feeling like this or what's happening around me okay like yesterday i saw friends i did a outdoor activity I got the vaccine, so I was doing something healthy that was positive. Like, I was, all those activities and things, it's like, okay, like, clearly those things are working to make me happy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, why don't I try that more often? Yeah. So, I think of, like, when I feel like crap and I'm just like, I'm going to sit on the couch, it's like, and I tell myself, I'm like, Emery, you know you'll feel better if you get up and do something. Like, just just do it. Just try it. See what mm-hmm. it feels like, you know. Make some weird sounds, do your creature voices, sing a song, whatever you got to do, just get out of that headspace. Cause I will just sit in a headspace and just stay there. Yep. And, you know, I've had some, some interesting experiences lately, like with dating and stuff and some, you know, not so positive experiences that kind of sit in my head or like, you know, some little here, little tips with some friends and, um, and yeah, that's been kind of hard. So that will stick in my head. It's like, okay, like rather than just sit on this couch and dwell on that, like, Do something else, like go somewhere, do something, call or text somebody. Yeah. Anything besides just sitting here and dwelling on it because you know that does not fare well for
0: you. Yeah. And it's good when you when you start to really learn, like you have enough experiences, like reaching out to people that you start to really learn. It does help Um, because when you're in your dark moment, it's in, in those dark moments. It is really hard to get up the energy to do anything
1: yeah it is sometimes it feels like you just can't like there's like and actually so the show big mouth it's animated show on netflix uh it's it was really smart in how they explain mental illness they have like a a a mosquito that's like the anxiety uh mosquito i forget the name of it but then there's a giant cat that is like the depression kitty (laughs) and the cat like it, like, there's a point where one of the characters is lying down, like in a kind of a bed, and the cat just, you know, goes over and just like cuddles, but like almost like suffocates, where it feels like such a, a weighted, like heavy, like heavy sensation on top of you. Like, so sometimes, like, yeah, when I'm like feeling super depressed, depressed, mm-hmm. when I'm feeling super depressed, like, I just, I feel like there's just a weight on me, and I just like cannot get up. But I know yeah. that if I get up and start moving, like, it will get better. And you don't have to sit with that forever. And I just, some people say like, oh, sit with your feelings. Like, yes, do sit with your feelings. But if you obsess with your feelings and you dwell on your feelings and that's all you're doing, then you feel guilty about feeling that way. And Mm -hmm. then you also haven't done anything. Like You've just sat there. And I've been doing that my whole life that like sitting with my feelings, I don't need to sit with my feelings for that long like no. i i've done yeah. it like i got the experience there don't, i don't need to be told to sit with my feelings like i get it like i do enough of that like i just know like okay do something else you can do it like you don't need to sit with this the whole time so
0: yeah and it's like doing something doesn't mean that though that you're avoiding those feelings or that you're you're getting rid of them it just means that you are just taking them along the trip with you it's like okay feelings we're going for a walk
1: yeah that's a that's a really good explanation it's like okay feelings we're going to go unload the dishwasher okay yeah. feelings we're going to take out the trash and you might not feel great about it but it's like hey at least i'm still doing stuff that i needed to do and i might feel like a giant turd but like i'm doing it and sometimes you, that your mindset will shift a little bit and you'll be like oh well now i'm thinking about this like, yeah so
0: and i think a big thing with the act therapy i'm doing now is just realizing that feelings are temporary. Mm -hmm. I think it's, it's really easy to feel so overwhelmed by the feelings that you just think they're never going to go away. And that's when, you know, some of the toxic kind of avoidance stuff can happen, like abusing substances or, um, you know, doing things that are not good for you or, or dangerous for you. Um, But realizing that the feelings are temporary and that, you know, there are things you can do to kind of to still do the things that you want and just keep those put those feelings in the backseat. Like, don't let them drive the car. Just put them in the backseat. I think we had a guest who talked about that. Um,
1: Yeah. Now I can't remember who it was.
0: Yeah. It was the one. It's Carly. Yeah. It was one about Nancy Nancy and Debbie Downer.
1: Yeah. She's like, we're going for a ride. and I'm the driver. I like that a lot.
0: Yeah. Just have them in the car with you. All right. Well, we have got to take a little break, but we'll be right back.
1: Two nuts in a Pot is a program dedicated to talking about the real stuff. The Stigma of Mental Illness, How We Tend to Our Mental Health, and How Our Brains Define and Empower Us. Hosted by Lizzie and Emery, Two Nuts in a Pod can be found on podcast streaming devices such as iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and CastBox. In addition to podcast streaming services, Two Nuts in a Pod is a proud member of Forward Radio. One six five wfmp lp is committed to broadcasting the voices of those groups and individuals in our community who are routinely ignored by the mainstream media. Promoting understanding and collaboration among diverse groups, supporting our efforts to network, organize, and strengthen our community and our democracy. Forward Radio is a volunteer-powered, listener-supported station, and we need your contributions. Just go to forwardradio.org to donate or get involved. Go, okay, listen. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
0: <laughs> we are back. Uh, we missed you guys, as always. Uh, it was dark and cold and lonely without you, but we're still here. We yeah. made it.
1: The sun was out, but the sun actually disappeared while yeah. we were on break. Like, it yeah. was really, really co- kind of frightening.
0: Yeah, it was scary.
1: So, I didn't ho- like it. Yeah, so hopefully uh, so hopefully this gets better because that was really and scary. <laughs> You're scary. <laughs> uh, well, we have to, I have to do a promo again. Yeah. And I drop, hold on. Drop my piece of paper. So I got to get my paper back. So first of all, you know we're in a pledge drive. We're in a pledge drive until April 9th, and we need your pledges. So stop whatever you're doing right now. Stop it. <laughs> I love just being – this is where I said spunky, where I'm like genuinely just so tickled by myself. Like I just like – anything I say, I'm just like, that's funny. Like uh, Just laughing constantly what I say. So go to forradio.org right now to make a pledge. We need to raise $5,000 to meet our goal for the Pledge Drive. And you can donate $1, $5, $10, whatever you need to do. Just go to forwardradio.org. You can become a sustaining member, and that's very much appreciated because we rely on listener members. Like We don't survive without our listeners. And, And this is operated entirely by volunteers. Lizzie and I are both volunteers. The amazing people here at Forward Radio, which there are individuals that do so much amazing work here, they are all volunteers. Mm-hmm. So this support really means the world to us and is so incredibly important. Um, so thank you to all those who do donate. And you know, if you wanna up your donation or you wanna encourage others to no, donate, don't, don't, good Lord, <laughs> you <wanna laughs> encourage others to donate, uh, please do so. And I'm gonna read these off again because they're fun. Give because WFMP is the cure for the common radio. Give because you support all volunteer grassroots community radio. Give because you can't stand ads and reject corporate control of the media. Give because you won't hear programming like this anywhere else on the dial. Give because you love Lizzie and Emery and Two Nights in a Pod. And give because we will use every dollar you give wisely. We are a lean and efficient machine. And we have all of this, and then it culminates with a talent show on April 10th at 7 p.m., a Zoom talent show that you can watch, and it's going to be $100 for the winner And you can see all sorts of talents. I forgot what they have on there. There's probably someone that sings, maybe a magic person, uh, a magic person. (laughs) Magical person. (laughs) A magician, a magic person, uh, or a magical person. Uh, So yeah, that's April 10th at 7 p.m. Because we are celebrating our fourth birthday. Ooh, we're getting to be four four years years old. (laughs) four years old. Uh, We should have more four-year-olds on air. And uh, side note. (laughs) Um, So yeah, talent show, April 10th, 7 p.m. So that's my promo.
0: Yeah, and uh, remember to buy tickets for the talent show. They're $10. You can buy them on forwardradio.org. It'll be worth it, and it helps us raise money, and it's going to be fun. Talent shows are fun.
1: Yeah, talent shows are cool.
0: I I really admire anybody who's willing to get up and perform at a talent show because with my like stage fright and just general awkwardness i'm like anybody who has the ability to do that i'm like good for you
1: honestly yeah if you just get up and just make noises i'm like all right that's good (laughs) so brave because yeah that terrifies me i was like what even talent would i do and then the first thing that came to mind is making fart noises with my armpits where you put your hand underneath the armpit and you make fart noises with it sure and i realize that's not an exceptional talent because a lot of people can do that but you know what I'm the brave okay. one that's getting on stage and like doing it.
0: Yeah. So. And if you can do it really well, then Hey, you got the leg up.
1: What if they're just like some, I'm competing against like an opera singer and I'm <laughs> doing fart noises with my armpits. And they're just like, honestly, Emery's fart noises with his armpits are so exceptional that we're going to give him a hundred dollars.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, you should do it. There's still time. There's still time to sign up.
1: still time to sign up <laughs> so I can do that talent. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> that's the end of the promo
0: Cool, 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 cool Alright, so for the meat of our episode Today we're going to Going to <laughs> Going to two We're going to, to talk about Just a year It's now been a year of COVID Woo One years old,
1: happy birthday Happy
0: birthday, COVID <laughs> Um. So we decided to for this show kind of just reflect back on what covid has been like for us for our mental health just for the world you know just what it's been like and i have to say for me it has been rough i feel like i have definitely really reached my limits as far as like, I, I didn't know that I could get as depressed as I got during COVID. Something about just, be, you know, working from home and having that kind of, like, isolation all the time that is just really kind of put me in a weird place where, I mean, I'm still, I feel like I've been good about reaching out and, and spending time with people, but it just... I don't know. I mean, COVID just really kind of I've been on it's been like a roller coaster for me. A lot of a lot of ups and downs with my depression and anxiety. It was weird though, like at first when COVID first started, I had it was the spring and I I t- typically get happy in the spring. I haven't had that yet this year. Crossing my fingers it'll still happen. Happiness,
1: um, come here. Come please.
0: <laughs> But uh, at first I was kind of like, okay, you know, there was this novelty of COVID that was just like, all right, well, we're all doing this. We're surviving. Like, there's nothing we can do but make it work. And I, uh, you know, at, at the beginning of COVID, I was kind of like, I was, you know... Trying new ways of connecting with people. I was using Marco Polo a lot. I started a lot of... Have you been on Marco Polo? Or are you familiar with it?
1: I have no idea what you're talking about. I just know of the Marco Polo game you play in the pool.
0: Yeah. No, not that. Um, <laughs> I was this, like,
1: oh, that's all right. That's interesting, Lizzie.
0: <laughs> this is an app where you can have conversations with friends where basically you just leave them video messages oh. and then they can watch your video message later and then leave one for you. Um, so I got a group, just a few different conversations going in Marco Polo with like friends here in Louisville, friends from back in high school. And it just, it made me feel so connected to people and, um, like more than I'd felt in a long time. And then the novelty of that wore off too. And everybody just kind of stopped using it. I think we all just kind of got into the, the COVID blues of just like, you know, not really making those attempts to connect with people as much anymore. Um, but yeah, at the beginning, I was like, you know, I can do this. I'm an introvert, I can be home a lot. you know, I like wearing PJs to work. like this is all doable. Um, you know, of course, it was horrible that it was all happening, and it was scary. Um, but it, you know, I felt like I was kind of in control of my emotions and. I it has just gradually through the course of the year I have felt less and less kind of in control of my emotions. And I don't I don't know if it's just the prolonged trauma of it or just just like not um not feeling as connected with my own life in a weird way. Yeah. From like working from home for so long and just having my own a lot of my mental health stuff just really hit hard this year. It was it was a hard winter and it's kinda still going on. Like I'm still definitely I think I've gotten out of the clinically depressed phase. You know, I'm starting to be able to do stuff for myself again. I was really proud of myself today. I like cleaned this landing in the house where our dog Phoebe like pees on it all the time. <laughs> She's like a year and five months, so she's still kind of puppyish with some stuff, and she just loves peeing on this carpeted landing. So today, <laughs> after like forever of putting it off, I actually cleaned the landing, and it felt so good to get that done. It was like, oh, so it, like I'm starting to be in a phase again where like I can do things, yeah, uh, and that feels good. But um, I don't. Covid has been a rocky ride.
1: Yeah, I would say um, but one thing about the the landing and like the the task, like I know that, so I do that. I'm very much like a little task guy, and like little checklist. So I'll put like little, very simple things on those lists. So it's just like, I feel like, okay, I at least accomplished something. I put those little tasks on there. Even some things that are like, you know, it's like, okay, like, of course you're going to do that. Like. I'll I'll do that a lot of times for those. And then those bigger tasks, like a cleaning of the landing or whatever it may be, a lot of times with house stuff, like, you know, you already build up. So you got a little, it's like, I'm giving myself some motivation and encouragement. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, look at all these little check marks you've already done. But I will say for like COVID, it just, I know I was in kind of a similar point where like in March, April, May of last year, it was like kind of a unity thing with everything, everyone in the country. And like, we're we're, you know, we're in this together and we're going to make it and all this stuff. And like, you're doing these Google Hangouts and you know, you're, you're all this stuff's happening. And it's just like, it definitely like just kind of died down. We're just like, yeah, I don't really feel like doing a Google Hangout with people. I don't want to do another zoom call. I don't care about seeing people through video. I want to see people in person. And that becomes an issue as well because you're thinking of safety issues and it just, after a while, you're just like, man, this is super draining. And I know that my, I was in very good mood from like March through May. Started an exercise routine, felt totally comfortable working from home. I'm more of an introverted person. So, like, I was like, yeah, this is easy for me. And then summer hit. Uh, I always get seasonal depression issues in the summer. And I'm just not that happy to be here in the summer because summer in Louisville, Kentucky is a nightmare. And I don't know who thinks summer here is, like, comfortable. And
0: it, it is gross. That's yeah. why I always just want to be in a pool or yeah. on a boat or something.
1: Exactly. And then, um, and then just the, the civil unrest here, especially in the city of Louisville. I know it was all across the country, but, like, it was particularly traumatic and heavy here in Louisville. And that was, that was a few months of just very intense feelings and emotions. And that's, all of June was just heavy. And that's also where I started struggling with my mental health. And I, you know, started having suicidal ideation and thoughts and had plans. And, um, cause as someone who's attempted suicide, like it's not hard for me to think of how to do it. Um, we're also like the most likely group to die by suicide are of those who've already attempted suicide.
0: Oh, I didn't know that.
1: So just, you know, you just struggle with that. And it's like, ah, man, it was, that was rough. And like, so a lot of the summer was rough. And then, and then it was kind of like a comeback. You know, it was like, okay, I struggled a lot. A lot of July was tough as well, but now I'm coming back. So I started doing the walks, the walkie talkies, and started seeing people more, started making little changes here and there, became, you know, started meditating more, or doing certain exercises, or writing in my meditation journal or doing gratitude journals, like all that stuff to help. And then things really picked up with like the house, you know. Floyd, the cat, that's my cat, um, and the new job, like all that stuff really picked up at the end of the year and it just like kind of built my motivation, and everything, but still like that kind of cloud was over everything. Like, it's just not the same, mm-hmm. you know, even yesterday when we went out and saw friends and that was really fun. You know, there is kind of that cloud still, like you go home you're just like, oh yeah, like we're still in a pandemic. Like we still have to be really careful. We still have to wear a mask. We still can't see everyone we want to see um life is not back to normal at all and mm-hmm. like you're not seeing because that's you know yesterday we thought like oh wow there's so many people out but like think of when we're not in a pandemic it is way more people than that yeah and and that's where we're it's hard to even imagine that because we're so focused on last year that it's hard to imagine like dude like some of those areas were packed with people before like Mm -hmm. you couldn't go anywhere you had like festivals or shows or things in town like that were happening like
0: oh i miss live music so much
1: yeah and you you don't have that right now so like you know you think of all the festivals all the events that are canceled or they're just like adjusted to you know for this year and just like it's still weird you know just that stuff is really hard and like just kind of jacks everything up even like the derby last year Mm mm-hmm Happened in September, you know that was weird. Uh, like you're just taking all of these things away. Like I think of March, and March and if you were a Louisville, Kentucky resident, March is like college basketball. That is like the yeah. king here. And having that non-existence last year, having the Derby pushed aside, having the civil unrest and uh, the protests happen in the summer, like everything was just like off balance. And, like, so much stuff that you grew up with, especially people that grew up in Louisville, like, that's, like, that's that's what we know. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, it's, like, gone. And and that's a, that's a huge adjustment. And people, I think, maybe don't think that's a big deal. Like, oh, who cares? Like, Thunder over Louisville canceled. Derby's weird. Like, you don't have March Madness. But, like, that becomes, like, a huge part of who you are and your identity and your culture and your background. So it's just, like, all of a sudden, those things are gone. And you're, like, oh, like this sucks (laughs) like and it still sucks like it's still not great but i think people have just learned how to like adjust and live with it but it's still you know you're just you're hopeful for something good to come out of it and like something in the future but you're also just like what if this happens again and like wait a second how long do these shots last like how long does this vaccine effective and you know are we equipped for the next pandemic and you know it just it makes you really scared about like what's going to happen. And then you have that on your head. You have that in your head.
0: Mm-hmm. That just,
1: that just not, just something that's going to leave your head. Even like, you know, you still think about it all the time. Cause you see it all the time. Yeah. So it's just, it's a heavy, heavy year. And I think sometimes we forget to be gentle with ourselves, give ourselves grace and give others grace because like what we're going through is unprecedented. Yeah. None of us have ever experienced something like this before. And hopefully we never experienced it. Like, this anything again, the whatever words I just said, I put some words together just there. <laughs> uh, but hopefully we don't experience it again, because it just it was so difficult for our mental health, our physical health, our emotional well-being, and just our connection to other humans. And I I didn't realize how much I valued that. I was like, I'm a proud introvert. Get away from me, people! I get energy from my own brain. Mm-hmm. Like, and now I'm like, oh my god! I cannot wait to see people. Like, I'm yeah. so excited to see them. And then just as like, you can kind of connect with each other on the misery that are around you. You're just like, yeah, this sucks. Thank God you're here. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. so just as it was a lot. And then just my own mental health struggles last summer really. It was like, man, this is just one more thing. And that was something that, that, that to me, would have happened without the pandemic. But the pandemic just simply exacerbated the problem. Yeah. So,
0: hmm. What do you feel like, do you feel like you've learned anything about yourself during the pandemic?
1: I feel like my mental health, my strategies, techniques, coping mechanisms improved. They definitely improved. Like, if I go back and look, I'm like, okay, I did definitely do these things. I set up boundaries with people that I had mm-hmm. never done before. Uh, some people respected those boundaries. Some people did not. I, like, tried new practices like meditation or gratitudes, things like that. You know? And, like, I, I realized that, you know, I was kind of a badass with, like, even just, like, going to, you know, I, I admitted myself to the hospital. You know, I, I, I've, been to, I've been hospitalized for mental health stuff three different times, and this time was the first time I did it myself. You know, I, I saw what was happening, and I did it myself. So I was really proud of myself for that. So, like, I learned, I guess, to be proud of myself for certain things, even things that are difficult. But, yeah, it's just, for other things I learned, I learned that, like, I just need humans. I need people. I need people so bad. I didn't realize how much I needed just, like, a cat. Like a little fur furry friend, yeah. But I was like, wow, like man, this little guy brings me so much joy. But also, like, I get so much joy by like seeing Phoebe, Earl's dog, or like seeing you and Seth, or seeing other friends that we have, and just being like, this is so nice to have these people in my life, and like really not taking that for granted. Yeah. And then even thinking of myself, like, hey, like you could have died this summer. Like, you could have. You could have totally died, and not taking these moments for granted because in the past I did. I didn't. You know, I'm trying to be very much like in the moment, focus on the moment, be with people. And, but it's, it's still difficult, but I think I've learned those things or at least improved on those things. Yeah. What about yourself?
0: I feel like I have learned I'm a lot more resilient than I thought I was. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that I, I always kind of sold myself short and thought that I just couldn't handle a lot of things. I thought that I just, you know... I would get overwhelmed really easily. And I always thought of myself as like, you know, someone who just can't handle stress well, can't handle, you know, change well, like just have, have a hard time uh, dealing with that kind of stuff. And COVID really showed me that, no, like I actually am resilient. Like I, you know, not only had like, you know, the COVID trauma that everyone's dealing with, but the racial unrest, and then the own my own personal stuff in my life that I was dealing with. Um, you know, definitely the worst depression I've ever had in my life. I was the least functional I've ever been, and I was still okay. You know, I had I had suicidal ideation, but it never got to the point of like planning or anything. Um, and it just. I I realized that how strong I actually am, that I actually, uh, I went through some hard stuff Mm -hmm. and came out of it. Okay. Like I'm not great, but I'm okay. And you know, it, it also like when my husband had to go to the hospital recently when he sliced his hand open, um, (laughs) I realized that no, like I'm okay in a crisis. Like I can, I can handle this kind of stuff, um, so yeah, I, th- I feel like resilience for me was a lesson. But actually, I was—I'm looking at our time, and we got to switch over to gratitudes.
1: Oh, okay, yeah.
0: Um, so we'll do a couple quick gratitudes, and then a final promo for. Hmm. Cool. Um, so gratitudes, I can start. Okay. Um, I am grateful for family. My mom has definitely, through this really tough time I've been going through, my mom and my sister have been taking care of me a lot. Um, my dad and stepmom sent me some flowers today for um, Piper's, just, a, you know, acknowledging Piper's loss. and nice. And... Um, I'm actually having an early birthday dinner tonight at my mom's house. She's making me beef stroganoff, which was my my like little kid meal that I always wanted her to make on my birthday. So very excited about it. Um, And my sister's going to bring her baby. And so the baby and the puppy are going to get to meet. Oh, wow. Baby and doggo. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I think family has really kept me grounded and um, just feeling super grateful for that. What about you?
1: the vaccine i I really you know getting that yesterday and and then just seeing all the all friends and family and people i care about get it it's really exciting i'm just really grateful to all the scientists and public health officials and uh you know the elected officials that took it seriously Uh, i just am really grateful for those people i know they had to probably work many hours and you know, a lot of thankless jobs. And I'm, I'm just so, you know, grateful, of course, to the, you know, the, the frontline workers and essential workers, just everyone that just put it in. And like people have struggled and had dealt with a lot of stuff. But like this vaccine is, it's a miracle that we're like here in a year, like doing this. Um, you know, considering like the vaccines from previous uh, um, diseases, illnesses, like it just, this is something that is unprecedented and exciting. And to know that we were able to do that is is very exciting and just such a huge relief for myself personally. But I was also just like, okay, like this is great for all of us, all the people involved. So very, very grateful for the vaccine.
0: Yeah, that's a good one. All right, cool. Well, that's it for our show today. Keep talking about your feelings, guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Two Nuts in a Pod on Forward Radio. Please keep in mind that we are not mental health professionals, and all of our opinions are based on our personal experiences. If you'd like to speak to a trained professional, call National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-TALK. That's 1-800-273-8255. The Crisis Line is available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Original theme music for Two Nuts in a Pod was composed by Neil Lucas.